Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. This is episode episode 37 of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. My name is Ian McLaren and I am your host as always. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can follow me at ENC McLaren and uh, please Subscribe, download, rate, review the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. And please also uh, tell all your Bruins-loving friends and family members about the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. That would go a long way to getting uh, word out about what we're doing here every single day. Uh, Today on the podcast, we're going to take a quick a preview of tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, then coming up in a bit, the NHL released some quarter mark uh, stats over the first uh, 317 games of the 2019-20 regular season, many of which are very interesting, and uh, I'd like to just take a quick look at those. And then finally, we'll uh, give some updates on News and notes from around the NHL, as we do every single day on the podcast. Won't be a long one today, I don't think, but uh, informative nonetheless. Let's begin with uh, big news from Bruins practice that was held on Monday, and that was the emergence of Jake DeBrusque, who has missed um, a few games now with a lower body injury. Uh, He was injured in a game recently against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, sounds like it was a hyperextension of his leg. Uh, so he missed five games. Uh, but he thinks it was a good uh, time for him to kind of take a step back and reflect on the beginning of the season. He had scored uh, in back-to-back games prior to the injury. Um, And he said, you know, it was good to take a step back and use this time to be more mature with what will be coming up whenever I play next. Injuries are mental, I feel like. I've had different things, but this is my first time going through something like this. He said of the uh, hyperextension, he injured it in the game and then woke up the next morning um, in quite a bit of discomfort. He added, I used the time to reflect on certain things and kind of rejuvenate myself in a way. Hasn't been fun in the gym, not going to lie. They've been bagging me pretty good, but makes me more excited to get on the ice. Uh, Head coach Bruce Cassidy said that uh, Jake DeBrusque is a game-time decision heading into Tuesday's game against the Devils. Uh, He did travel with the team, and barring any setbacks, it looks like he will indeed be in the lineup. Uh, DeBrusque said it's good to be back on the ice. He was missing the game. Nice to be able to skate with him on Monday. Felt pretty good out there, and he's looking upwards and onwards. He did skate on the third line alongside uh, Par Lindholm and Brett Ritchie, and we'll get into more of those lineup tweaks uh, here in a moment. Uh, DeBrusque is just one of several Bruins who have been injured in recent days. Uh, That includes Patrice Bergeron, who did not play Saturday against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Torrey Krug has missed some time now. Brett Ritchie, David Backus, Carson Kuhlman, and Zach Seneshin to round out the forward injuries. And then Kevin Miller and John Moore 
uh, are recovering from off-season uh, surgeries, working their way back slowly into the lineup, but they are uh, still sidelined at this point. Uh, Cassidy did update some others in uh, after practice on Monday, I should add. Bergeron did not skate on Monday, but he did travel to New Jersey. He's also a game-time decision. Krug skated before practice. He could come back later this week. Uh, Kevin Miller, he's in the midst of scheduled time off, trending towards a return next week. Brett Ritchie will also be a game-time decision on Tuesday. And Bacchus, Kuhlman, Seneshin, all not yet skating. Bacchus, as you'll recall, has been on the shelf since that very serious collision with Ottawa Senators for uh, Scott Sabrin that resulted in Sabrin being stretchered off. Uh, still no real diagnosis for Bacchus other than upper body, whether that's an actual concussion or if there's mental um, aspects to that, keeping him off the ice. A uh, very real possibility considering how shaken up he was as a result of that incident. Um, so no real timetable on his return. Um, if Bergeron and or DeBrusque and or Richie can't play Tuesday, uh, Brendan Gauntz was recalled from the Providence Bruins. Uh, he has uh, four goals and three assists in 11 games for Providence, the 25-year-old has appeared in 117 career NHL games, six goals and nine assists, all with the Vancouver Canucks from 2015 to 2019. Uh, but if Bergeron, DeBrusque, and Richie are all able to go, Gauntz is unlikely to be in the lineup. He did skate on the uh, as sorry as an extra forward in practice on Monday with the lines looking as such: Marchand with Krejci and Pasternak. Krejci jumping up to the top line in lieu of Bergeron's absence. Second line, we had Anders Bjork, Charlie Coyle, Danton Heinen. Then Jake DeBrusque, Parlintone, Brett Ritchie. And then on the fourth line, Joachim Nordstrom, Sean Corrali, Chris Wagner. So uh, I'd be surprised if uh, Ritchie and DeBrusque aren't ready to go. If Bergeron is indeed able to play, then one of those 12 forwards I just mentioned will have to come out and uh, make room for uh, Bergeron. On the back end, the pairings were Chara McAvoy, Grizzlich Carlo, Vakanainen, Clifton with um, John Moore, Steve Camfer as the extra defenseman, and Tori Krug uh, still not able to skate. Tuka Rask will get the start against uh, the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday. If you haven't kept up with his stats, he's now 8-2-2 two, two on the season with a 9-27 goals, oh, sorry, save percentage and two shutouts. Uh, so pretty sparkling start to the season for Tuca, as we've all come to expect. So that's pretty much the view heading into the game against the Devils. Uh, it's a game I would expect the Bruins to win. Uh, the Devils have been very disappointing to begin the season. So far, uh, through how many games have they played? Through 19 games, they have a record of 7, 8, and 4. 18 points, which is 2 up on the uh, basement-dwelling Minnesota Wild. They have a minus 19 goal differential. Uh, the power play has been abhorrent for the uh, Devils. I, I was looking at 
P.K. Subban's stats, he was brought in in the offseason. He was thought to uh, spark some offense from the back end. He currently only has, uh, I think, five points in those 19 games and zero on the power play, which is uh, very surprising considering uh, how much firepower those guys have on that team. One guy to look out for, of course, is Taylor Hall. Uh, I believe he only has a 2.93% shooting percentage at the moment, so he's due for a breakout. Um, Yeah, just looking at New Jersey's power play numbers, they're 27th in the league with a 14.3% success rate. On the penalty kill, they are uh, 23rd with a 75.8% success rate. The Bruins' power play remains... uh, Actually, no, they're not best in the NHL anymore. They're third... 28.1 success rate, penalty kill, uh, they are 12th, 83.3. So if the Bruins are able to uh, get some power play chances, uh, they should indeed capitalize and uh, take advantage of New Jersey's current state. Uh, The big news for the Devils the other day was uh, dropping Corey Schneider to the waiver wire. He was placed on waivers with the purpose of reassignment to Binghamton with Louis Domingue uh, recalled. So they're going with Mackenzie Blackwood and Domingue for the time being. Schneider is uh, making $6 million, but uh, has certainly lost his way uh, as of late and not the quality of goaltender that they expected uh, when they signed him to that extension a few years ago. That's pretty much a look at the game tonight. Uh, we'll be watching, tweeting at Ian C. McLaren and at LO Boston Bruins if you'd like to follow along with the podcast's thoughts on that. Coming up now, uh, as I mentioned, the NHL PR sent out a uh, NHL stats at the quarter mark. First 317 games of the NHL regular season have been played. Um, so let's just take a quick look at some of these stats, and uh, some of them are really eye-popping. Uh, there have been 1,956 goals scored to date, which is the second most in the last 23 years, with 05-06 being um, just a touch higher at 2007. You'll recall that was uh, coming out of the lockout with some uh, new rules, and that year was just really bizarre for offense. Josh and Donaldson... Jonathan Chichu scoring 62 goals, I believe, that season. Uh, thanks to our old friend Joe Thornton, I should add. Um, there have been 1,462 goals scored at even strength in regulation overtime. That's the most in 27 years. 529 different skaters have scored at least one goal. So that's 72% of all skaters in the NHL. The highest such percentage since 1993-94. Leon Dreisaitl has 43 points in 22 games. He's on pace for 160. That has only been hit by Wayne Gretzky and Mary Lemieux. Gretzky did it nine times. Lemieux did it four times. Um, I'd be shocked if Dreisaitl kept up that pace, but that just shows you how remarkable his start has been. Um, Let's see, what else stands out? 83 points have been scored combined between Dreisaitl and his teammate Connor McDavid. 
Uh, that's the highest scoring teammates this season. Uh, 76 points is the NHL record for points in a season by a rookie defenseman. That was Larry Murphy in 1980-81. Colorado's Kale McCarr is on pace for 90 points. So he would shatter the record if he keeps up his current pace. He has uh, five goals and 17 assists for 22 points in 20 games. Um, let's see, what else stands out here? Comebacks have been a pretty big story so far this season. There have been 66 third-period comeback wins, the most ever at this stage of a season in NHL history. There have also been 45 multi-goal comeback wins, second most in NHL history uh, behind last season. There were 48 in 317 games played uh, last season. 25% of games have seen a team erase a multi-goal deficit, amounting to 79 games, the most in 26 years. Uh, so that just goes to show you that um, no team is out of it, uh, really, unless it's uh, seemingly way out of reach. But as we saw with the Bruins last week, not even a four-goal lead is safe in today's NHL as they uh, saw the Florida Panthers come back on them uh, in a recent game. Um, there have been three players age 18 who have scored at least four goals this season. That's Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils, Capo Caco of the New York Rangers, and Kirby Dak of the Chicago Blackhawks. Those were the top three picks from the 2019 NHL draft. Um, goals leaders so far are David Pasternak with 17, Leon Dreisaitl with 16, eight-time Rocket Richard Trophy winner Alex Ovechkin is lurking close by with 15 goals. Uh, the longest point streak by a team this season is held by the New York Islanders at 13-0-1, a streak that is ongoing. They also own the longest streak last season, going 10-0-0 uh, from October 12th to November 5th. Uh, longest point streak by a player this season has been achieved by uh, four players, 12-game uh, point streaks. David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Nathan McKinnon. Leon Dreisaitl is currently riding a 12-game streak heading into Tuesday's action. There are 11 players at a 100-point pace uh, last season. The last season with that many 100-point players was 1995-96, and there were 12 players. Um, there are six teams in a playoff position who missed last year's playoffs, including each of the top three teams in the Pacific and division, which would be the Edmonton Oilers, Arizona Coyotes, and Vancouver Canucks. So a real uh, changing of the guard there so far. The other three teams are the Canadians, the Panthers, and the Flyers, uh, with the Leafs and uh, Lightnings right now on the outside looking in. Connor McDavid's recent six-point outburst uh, in one game is the highest in a single game achieved so far this season. I mentioned earlier the largest deficit overcome to win a game this season was uh, at the hands of the Boston Bruins by the Florida Panthers. The Capitals and Jets have also achieved that feat. Uh, four players have scored four goals in a game. That would be Anthony Manta, James Neal, Pasternak, and Jack Eichel, equaling the total from the entire 2018-19 season. Um, and uh, one more thing. Uh, John Carlson of the Washington Capitals. We mentioned him on the podcast before. 
He was two years old the last time a defenseman reached 100 points in a season. That was Brian Leach back in 91-92. He's currently on pace, Carlson that is, for 121 points in 2019-20. So again, your points leaders, Dreisaitl with 43, McDavid with 40, Carlson 34, Pasternak and Marchand both with 32 each. Uh, Defenseman, John Carlson leads all with 34. Next are Dougie Hamilton with 22, Makar with 22. And then rookie scoring is uh, being dominated by Makar. He has 22 points, like I said. Next highest is Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres with 14. That's matched by Martin Nikash of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, So, yeah, I I thought a lot of that was really interesting. And uh, nice to see some Bruins in there as well, making waves uh, to begin the season. So I guess the uh, unofficial second quarter of the season begins tonight with the New Jersey Devils uh, hosting our Bruins. And hopefully the Bruins can get back on track and uh, start this off on another winning streak. Now to finish today's show, as we do every day, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. The big story was in Toronto as the six newest members of the Hockey Hall of Fame were officially inducted on Monday night. Uh, For those of you who missed it, that would be Sergei Zubov, Guy Carboneau, Pittsburgh Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford, hockey pioneers Haley Wickenheiser and Vaclav Nedimensky, as well as Boston College head coach Jerry York. I think next year we can expect at least one player who wore a Bruins uniform to be inducted. That would be Jerome McGinley. Um, On the ice, pretty ugly incident in the game between the Capitals and Ducks. Uh, Washington winger Garnet Hathaway spat in the face of Ducks defenseman Eric Edbranson. I know a lot of people brought up Brad Marchand's infamous face-licking as a result, I do not condone that, nor do I condone Hathaway's actions. Both are pretty gross, in my opinion, and there's no place for that in hockey. Um, yeah, I think he should be probably suspended uh, at least a game or two for that uh, pretty disgusting behavior. Um, let's see, what else? Three stars of the week were named. That would be McDavid, McKinnon, and Keith Yandel. Uh, I mentioned the New Jersey Devils place Corey Schneider on waivers, recalled Louis Domingue. He has a $6 million cap hit through 2021-22. Unlikely that anyone will claim him. Um, We'll see if he can find his game in the AHL. Uh, Some sad news out of Buffalo, where winger Kyle Ocposo suffered his fourth concussion since joining the team three years ago. Um... Really hate to see a guy suffer that many concussions in such a short time. Uh, it might be a chance for him to seriously consider uh, stepping away from the game. hope he can make a full recovery, but after that many uh, hits to the head, it, it's sometimes uh, prudent to think about your long-term health. The Montreal Canadiens announced some pretty big injuries as well. Jonathan Drouin underwent wrist surgery. Paul Byron underwent or needs knee surgery. Uh, Drouin could be out as a 
many as eight weeks. He had been playing really well, 15 points in 19 games so far. Uh, Byron is a very important two-way player for them. Uh, so uh, that could be a serious hit to their early season success. Uh, they're up to um, second in the Atlantic Division. Uh, so they could be due for uh, a bit of a uh, descent in, down the standings uh, as a result of those injuries. Another note is the uh, NHL general managers meetings are occurring today. Uh, I believe it's been reported that the offside challenges will be brought up at the behest of uh, general manager Don Sweeney, for one, uh, with the recent Charlie Coyle uh, controversy uh, sure to be a a hot topic there. That's pretty much it from around the NHL. Hope you all had an enjoyable Monday night. There was only a couple games on. I, for one... Use the opportunity to catch up on some Walking Dead. Yes, I still watch the show. I had taken a bit of a break, but got roped back into it in recent seasons. Um, and did some reading. Right now I'm reading uh, Ken Follett's Century Trilogy, which I highly recommend if anyone is a uh, historical fiction buff out there. Uh, I really enjoy uh, those books if you haven't picked those up yet. That's it for today's solo episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I had reached out to a couple people to try to tee up tonight's game, but alas, say la vie, sometimes it doesn't work out. Uh, but we'll try to get a guest on later this week to talk about the Bruins and uh, their upcoming competition. This has been the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for Tuesday, November 19th, episode 37. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite hockey team every single day. Listen on Apple, please toss a star rating next time you're in the app. Uh, And also, please tell your Bruins-loving friends and family members about the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. And we will talk to you again tomorrow to recap Boston's win. Let's just call it a win. I'm going out on a limb and calling it a win over at the New Jersey Devils tonight. Uh, Yeah, take care, friends. Have a great Tuesday.